Join in, Joe, join in. I like the bit when it goes or something like that. <laughs> that that's it, that's it. Here's your, here's your host, here's your host. Nathan Jew, did you know why I've played that music? That that well-known music, Joe? Come on, come on, come on. You're good at this, I've got, you've got this. You've got this. Welcome to the ENS Walls podcast. It is episode 180. Ah. I thought he was going to say, because, I don't know, Riley Menez is good at darts secretly or something. Probably is, mate. He's good at everything else. He's, he's probably yeah. fantastic at darts. He's probably checked out. He's probably done a, a couple of uh, nine darters, mate. You just don't know, do you? Little Mexican flights on there. I, I think a dharma, just a power throw, would, would, would be decent. You know, <laughs> Go through the board, man. <laughs> you literally can see him just doing a javelin style. And it just li- probably probably killing killing the guy next to it and then going through the dartboard on the other side. Never With those, those biceps. Yeah, never mind Phil the Power Taylor. Oh. Adama the Power. Adama Trial. the Power. In, in, in another world, another, in, another, in another generation, mate, maybe these, these players could be darts players. I'll tell you who I think would be a good darts player, mate. Cody. Cody would be a good darts player, mate. Yeah, he's got the crack as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Love an entrance as well, to be fair. Love like an that. entrance. Um, who'd, who'd, be, who'd be a bit of a dark horse as well? Max Kilman, I think he could be Dark Horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Max yeah. Kilman, maybe. Yeah, but is it? Yeah, yeah. I think he's he'd be had, he's decent. Had good, he's had a good week, isn't, hasn't mm. he? To be fair, I tell you, he's got a little bit of pep about their step as well. Saïs, I think he'd be decent, mate. I think he'd give a little bit as well, give a little bit of niggle as well. You know, when they're just about to just about to come up and, and check out, and he just just maybe just slightly slowly taking his darts out the board, just to slightly annoy them before, and he'd probably get booked as well. He's cheeky, isn't he? He's cheeky. Uh, how's your week been, mate? How's your week been since uh, since our last spurk? Mm, uh, all right, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was late one, weren't it? Getting back from Leeds. Um, nice little two o'clock in the morning job. Yeah, to to drop me off in uh, Litchfield Holiday Express, mate. It's a little two forty-five a.m. stop for me. Loved it though. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed a little away day. We were just discussing the other day with her. Um, yeah. With the craziness of uh, of COVID, I think it was only Burnley the last one that we did uh, together, and so it was uh, it was nice to travel back, mate, and have, have a good old good old chin wag like the old days. It was, it was, yeah, because Burnley would have been the only one that we did post uh, COVID. Because yeah. for, pe- for people who may not know, it's still very stringent in terms of getting journalists in the grounds, as 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 you'd. Ex- as you'd expect, but some there, there's some times where both of us are able to go. Most times it's not. It's most of the time it's, it's just me. But um, yeah, Burnley we were able to, and Leeds we were, and we were of course socially distanced, but we're actually sat next to each other with a bit of a two metre gap. So I was having to, you know, have a bit of a chin wag during the game as well. Yeah, great stuff. I mean, yeah, kind of caught, got caught by surprise. So I didn't have a tripod with me. So I had to bounce the old camera on a, on my on my travel back after my my London weekend, which uh, was boozy. I tell you what, alcohol's great, isn't alcohol great? I mean, I haven't had it for a long time, but obviously we talked about you know, cocktails and margaritas the other week, and then carried that on to Saturday Sunday night. It was a Sunday night day drinking. Forget this 10 p.m. curfew. Day drinking is the way forward. I had a couple of cocktails at lunch in this treehouse place overlooking London. Delicious, fantastic, and then some a bottle of sake on the night in a 
in a, in a sushi restaurant in, in Knightsbridge. Mate, I was absolutely wasted. And it was great. It's great because you get back. The NFL's still on, so you still watch, you know, a few of those games. You know, you're buzzing. You're, you're a little bit, little bit way, a little bit whoa, and it's 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 still it's still 11 p.m. It's not 2 a.m. You've come around, haven't you? I think I think you've come around to to, to the fact that drinking is is all right actually. I'm coming around to it until um, the clock strikes 12 on Sunday night, uh, and then I'm back to normal because. I've got meals coming in. Uh, I've, I've rejoined my run club, Nolan Dorish Run Club. Mm. So I'll be going there. Going, I'm going back to boring Nath, mate. Uh, before before I, I go on on holiday for uh, for seven or eight days. So I'm I'm it's it's all or nothing. So I might have a couple more before before the the, the deadline day, so to speak, the real deadline day, and then we'll see. Although saying that, oh. When when I went down to London, took the took the dogs for their their monthly groom in Chelsea, mate. Well, it's crazy. It's just ridiculous. I go in there and we walk downstairs and you get into this little boutique salon, as they say. It's like, okay, the lady's there. Okay, so new normal normal for the poems. I'm like, yep. Would you like a blueberry facial as well this week? I'm like, yeah, yeah, go for it. I was, I was in a good mood. Uh, would you like anal glands sorting out? Yeah, yeah, okay, sort their anal glands out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would you like supersonic teeth cleaning? Yeah, yeah. Let's go Go with it. Go, go with the whole shebang. Okay, get back up. Wait for my three hours. Come back in. Pay the bill. Do you reckon two two little poms, two little poms, two little uh, poms, few little added extras in there, and we've well, got a couple of dog treats, a couple of little bags of you know one pound fifty dog treats or whatever. Yeah, the anal glands don't come cheap, do they? No, they uh, don't, mate. They don't. You're telling me, and that's before that's before the old uh, the old pipe up my jack say. I'm <laughs> I'm saying yeah, I'm saying upwards of five hundred pounds. What are you mental? Five hundred. No, no, no! It's half the price, mate. Two hundred and seventy-five. You make it sound like a bargain. Goodness right. me! It's only fifteen quid for my hair. Is it the thingies? You always did. You'd be you'd be rubbish on the prices, right? You, you, rubbish. You, you always do this to me because you always go to these extravagant places to get your dogs trimmed. Well, just the places that will have them. You know, there's very few, but yes. Um, and you know, it's it's in Chelsea. It's in the heart of London. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You, you, you're right, actually. I think if I was on the prices, right. Mm. Oh, you'd be well, useless. How well, much is the hotel? How much? How much is the? Ho- how much is the holiday package, Joe? One million pounds. <laughs> like, oh God, here he is. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, but then to be honest, it was cheap compared to the M and M. So I took a picture of some some, some wolves M and M's. I was I was disappointed actually. I went to the M and M store, but people have been to London in Leicester Square. I'm sure most people have on a little touristy thing. We had, we walked the pups around there, and there's M and M's world now in Leicester Square, which is like seven floors of crap, really. There's no yeah. need. All you yeah. want, just give me the chocolate, okay? I don't want to meet Mr. Eminem. I don't want to have a picture with him. I don't want a, a you know, an orange T-shirt with with a blue Eminem on it. I don't want a Christmas mobile. I, I just want, just give me the chocolate. So anyway, you go downstairs. I said to the woman as you go in, "What's the quickest way to get to the chocolate?" So it's like, okay, go downstairs, level minus two or whatever. So I go down, and uh, there's this wall, three walls actually, in fact, of, of massive. Chocolate, you've got your milk, and you've got your peanut, and you've got your caramel. And it's like the world's biggest M&M's wall with the most selection. So I've gone to the guy, because I'm like, okay, well, it's a little bit crazy, a little bit overbearing. And I've gone, right, uh, where's your peanut butter chocolate M&M's? Because they're delicious. If, if you haven't had them, game-changing. Because uh, I'm thinking, well, I'm going to Leeds on the night, you know, have a little bit of a treat, you know, maybe bring some for you as well, Joe. So we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll buy a little bit. Oh, sorry, sir, sorry, sir. No, we don't have peanut butter M&M's chocolate. That's only in America. I'm like, oh, God. 
Right, okay. All right, so uh, where's your dark chocolate and where's your dark chocolate M&M's? Oh, no, 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 sir. No, no, we don't. We don't have, we don't have dark chocolate. That's again in America. So, like, so what have you got then? Well, we've got peanut. All right, okay, have you got your pretzel ones? No, no. sir. We've got peanut or we've got milk chocolate. I'm like, wow. Okay, so I trudge across. Peanut aisle. Yellow and black peanuts. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Gold and black peanuts. Don't want people writing in. Don't want any complaints. Um, Yale. Huh? Did you say Yale or yellow? yellow? said yellow, yellow. I thought you said Yale. Oh, well, again, another good American college that I think you would probably struggle <laughs> to get into. And um, and uh, so got them. And it was a decent-sized bag, but but not, not massive. 25 quid. £25. I was disgusted. And they went back and threw them all out, but... I knew they'd be delicious, to be honest. So it's all, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, the only ones you can get over here mm. are milk chocolate, yeah, uh, peanut or crispy, I believe. Right. Okay. Um, and I yeah, see, it, I didn't know. I didn't know that. But I thought, you know, if yeah. you're at the M&M store in London, then sure they have some some flavours from from out there, as no. as most people do. But nothing, nothing just at all. Disappointed. Just the same thing at a way more extortionate price. Yeah, crazy, mate. Absolutely crazy. Um, I'll save my Halloween chat for next next week, mate, when it's going gonna to really pump it up. Well, yeah, I don't really like Halloween, so... Well, we'll, talk, well, well I'll get Spears on next week then, anyway, then you can <laughs> binned off. Uh, right, OK. Uh, let's talk about, let's talk about um, a very comfortable and easy and relaxing 1-0 victory uh, to the Wolverhampton Wanderers against Leeds United. We're not going to go over the game, because we've done that, and it's been a while. However, we'll do back, back to three up, three down, mate. Three people we can discuss in a positive light, and maybe three that we can discuss in a not-so... Not so crazy white light. So um, yes. let's go with um, let's go with the three the three ups. Uh, first of all, let's talk about him, and uh, we can we can obviously um, interact and interblend the uh, the old the old new five year contract or four and a half year deal, whatever it is, until twenty twenty five. A guy who had an excellent game, very good game, very well assured game, and um, probably caught a lot of people by surprise starting again, uh, but did himself no harm whatsoever. What a week for Max Kilman. He's done Sorry, well. Maximilian Kilman. Ah, uh, Max. I think we call him Max now, yeah, don't we? Yeah, yeah. But no, he, he's done. He's done well. Fair play to the lad, and it's a great kind of example of biding your time, uh, not not complaining, kind of just kind of sticking with the cause and taking your opportunity when it comes. I mean, it was only his third appearance of 2020. I mean, it, it, you know, he's. He's been very much a bit part player, and it looked like a few weeks ago, even that he could be even one that was sent out on loan, or yeah. you know, to enter the championship, get a few more games. But now that side spot on the left side of the back three could well be his to lose. Uh, I mean, I think for anybody of his age and of his experience or his lack of, I mean, that was only his fourteenth senior game for Wolves. I think. There is an element of him looking a bit nervous in the early stages of games, but once he grows into him, he looks really accomplished. And I think the biggest thing you can say about him is that he's never let Wolves down. He's always looked solid, and um, yeah, man of the match display. So a, a great night for him. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you on, on this, Joe. Like I, I think he, I think he grew into the game. There were a couple of nervy moments early on where you think he got away with get, get coming out with the ball in, in a tricky situations where maybe. And another game, it wouldn't have gone for him, and Wolves would have been left kind of isolated, really. But 
as long as they were okay and there were no 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 bad errors or anything like that, like you say, I think it grew in confidence into the game. And a very tricky game, by the way, and it was back to the walls for that first half. So uh, fantastic news, uh, well deserved. Uh, I've got a stat about Max Kilman that I know that you will never have heard of, though, Joe. Go on. Did you know that Max Kilman used to play futsal? I didn't. Did Bloody hell, it's yeah. Unbelievable, really? mate. Really? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But yeah, he's come from a futsal background. For, for England, was he? Apparently so. Apparently so. Well, good guess. So, uh, yeah, amazing, mate. Plucked from futsal and and, uh, and uh, straight into Wolverhampton Wanderers, their first team. So, no, joking aside, congratulations. And uh, look, he's given Nuno a headache now, a good headache to have. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of discuss that later on in the podcast and what we think uh, Nuno will be thinking uh, ahead of the game against Newcastle on Sunday. So, so Kilman up. Um, Connor Cody up as well. Uh, Gareth Southgate watching and, uh, you know, like I said, that first half, that first half was hard work. But, uh, you know, he's just seamless now, isn't he? He just, he, he's absolutely fantastic. I think even, he was at the top, he was playing top of top of his game before that England call-up, I think. He got back to playing brilliant football after a slightly iffy start to the season. I think, you know, he, he got in and I think that England, England call-up and now, you know, ingrained in, in, in England furniture, really. I mean, it's fantastic the, the way that he's taken to it and goal and leadership team and, and, and one of Southgate's go-to guys, not in back three, but in a back two that we discussed last week. I think he's got a shout in, in that, at least been on the bench. So so you can see him, just the confidence has just risen in him and, and now it's almost like he is the main, everybody wants to watch him, but he just takes it in his stride and he's fantastic. Another good, good game. Yeah, that England call has, has taken his game to another level, I think. I think he's looking a lot more confident. Uh, I mean, he's, he's always been a confident lad. I mean, not kind of in the way that he's, you know, he'll never come out and say, oh, I had this amazing game or anything like that. He's always so team-orientated. But Well, he wasn't very happy he didn't get the Man of the Match award. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, great little bit with Carrick. But even that's great, isn't it? Sky yeah. showing it. You know, he's, he's laughing a joke with Carrick. Carrick is changing his, his profile picture on Twitter. You know, that, that kind of... Um, of chat and banter it's great to see Wolverhampton Wanderers captain you know being in that and everybody really enjoying him you know any neutral anyone who doesn't support Wolves I, I, they don't have a bad word to say about Conor Cody because you can't and, and it, it's it's fantastic really for the for the club for the city for the guy well even when he was with England there was a lot of Baggies fans even giving him praise on, yeah, on Twitter yeah. um, I think just generally any kind of football fan can kind of resonate with him because they realise how, how much it means to him the passion he's it's obvious. I mean, we've we've spoke about it before, but I mean, you you get the sense that you know, especially in this, I mean, the England time of people being um, a bit indisciplined and doing the wrong things. Cody just is such a shining light for for what a, a model professional should be, and his performance is backing up for Wolves. He's not just a a great PR guy or uh, a great kind of interview or anything like that he's a, he's a bloody good footballer as well and he keeps showing it for Wolves and, and long may it continue uh, to, to complete the, the three ups is, is the third person in the back three and, and I thought someone who had a, a pretty good game a quietly a good game but again important in the clean sheet and, and that's Willie Bolly and someone who I think has has, has again had a, had a bit of an iffy start to the season not not the kind of Willie Bolly we knew and loved but starting to get back to to the person that we, we all have come accustomed to yeah, a lot more steady, I thought, at, at Ellen Road. I mean, when, when he'd not looked quite right on that right side of the back three, it did kind of pose a question for a few. Well, 
we'd like to see him back on the left because he was always so imperious on that left hand side. But he's he's getting there, I think, slowly but surely. I think he's getting back towards his best. I mean, he was one of the few, wasn't he, that wasn't away uh, during that international break. Um, I think was kind of had a, that first week pretty much off because of the, there were so many players away and then trained for the second week. So maybe. Now, while it may be a bit of a simplistic view, maybe just a kind of a, a week, just to kind of rest, really, um, and just kind of recharge the batteries has, has served him well, because I think he did maybe look a bit leggy in a, in a couple of the games and not quite so quick across the ground, but uh, I thought he looked a lot more like he, uh, uh, Ellen Road, and um, yeah, fingers crossed, he's, he's, he's back to his best now. Great stuff, uh, three, three down then, Joe. Um <sighs> Got, got to talk about it. Nelson Semedo, I mean, for me, he had an absolute stinker. And that's probably, you know, that's two in three games now for me. Awful at West Ham. Um, and uh, better against Fulham and going to some better positions. And I don't want to be too harsh on him. So maybe awful was a bit harsh, but there were a lot of them were awful at West Ham. But he really struggled on Monday night. Gave the ball away countless times. And... You talk about Fabio Silva coming in, coming in with um, you know unproven for for thirty million plus. Well, well, Semedo's come in unproven for not sorry not pro- very much proven for thirty million plus, and he's not really set the world alight. Now I know it will take time, and maybe he was caught between a rock and a hard place of whether to get forward against Leeds, but we need to defend as well, and that maybe left you know allowed himself to to make heavy touches. But it was time and time again. That uh, that he gave the ball away and it nearly cost him. Should have cost Wolves really, and um, they were kind of fortunate not to concede. And he's got to get better. I just worry a little bit with Semedo, um, you know, and and maybe coming from a, a big club like Barcelona to Wolverhampton Wanderers. No disrespect, but you played Champions League football, you won trophies, and then it, it's he's a good age to come in. But at the same time, you've got to have the right mindset. You can play with the best. You can play with fantastic players in front of, you know, a full new camp, but you're playing in front of no fans. You're playing at Wolverhampton. You're going to Leeds on a on a Monday night. You've got to have that one. You've got to have that ambition. You've got to have that desire in you, like like Moutinho's done for such a long time, playing at top level standards, but then coming and showing showing that he's still got it and showing that he is a brilliant footballer. Semedo's got to do that. And uh, look, they've got a couple of home games coming up now, Joe. I'm really looking for more from Semedo. Yeah, I mean, it's early days. I mean, calling a spade a spade, he struggled, didn't he? At Alan Road, I think there was there was quite a few times where they played the one-twos around him and he was a second, maybe even two seconds at times, a bit slow to react. Um, I think there is a lot to be said of getting up to speed at the Premier League. And I know he's played so many games at Barcelona, but the Premier League is a different beast. And there is an element of getting used to that. Also, just just kind of you know playing well, not maybe not devil's advocate, but just on his side a bit more that he's barely had any time on the training pitch. I think he's played three games. Well, he's he's played three games so far. I'd, I'd wager he's had now more than eight or nine training sessions. We know now. Yeah. In that in that time. And I think there's something to be said about that. He was, of course, one of the ones that went away on international duty, uh, played very soon after arriving. Uh, I think he came in on, what was it, the Wednesday or the Thursday, then played on the Sunday at West Ham. Um, had a week of training before Fulham, of course. But 
I'd, I'd probably say he's only trained with the team, yeah, but in single figures. So it's uh, it, it's a work in progress. I, I think he's. I think he showed glimpses of what he's about going forward. I think he's got tightening up to do, def- definitely uh, defensively. He looked looked a bit light in the tackle sometimes as well. Looked like he was getting a bit kind of brushed aside. I think Jack is, Jack Harrison's a a good player, and I think he had I think he had the beating of him for most of the night, to be honest. So um, there's, there's things to work on, especially you know ahead of Newcastle and potentially marking uh, Alan St Maximan, who's on his day one of the most dangerous wingers about. Yeah, that'll be a good test for him, and uh, the week, like I said, the week with Nuno will do in the world of good, really. So, uh, I'm looking for an improved display. You know, he's, he's come, he's come with a great reputation, so you expect good things. And I think, I think going into the game, Joe, and uh, now having a bit of time, we definitely want to see an improvement from him. Um, I'm not sure whether this this person will get the chance to show an improvement on on Sunday. Unfortunately. Um, Look, he's been brilliant. We've talked about him many times, but uh, Jean Moutinho is not uh, showing the kind of form that he had done in previous seasons. Uh, and uh, I'm a little bit worried, to be honest. Uh, not, not Look, he's had a fantastic career. Brilliant. Can he play week in, week out again like he did, you know, alongside Neves? I'm not too sure now with the way that, that Wolves are playing and, and the kind of style that they want to adopt. Too many times they ran through Wolves in that, in, in that midfield Pairing, and I think uh, I'd be very surprised if he does start on uh, on Sunday. Well, I think that I mentioned it in my debrief. I'd just like to see a midfield pair kind of stuck to for a bit now. Um, I, I, it's been chopped and changed, hasn't it, um, for for all the games so far? And I think you could, I think you could perhaps argue that nobody has really benefited from him. Maybe maybe Den Donkaraz because he's, he's he's pretty pretty consistent. He's, he's Never going to hugely kind of uh, be the match winner for you, but he always kind of you know put in a shift and in box to box. Well. He's got that physicality. Yeah. He'll run all day for you, won't he? And um, that that that's what you want, really. But I think looking at Neves on the bench on on Monday night, and, and I thought he, I thought he did pretty well when he came on Neves actually, and it's probably given him a bit of a rocket as well uh, with with you know missing out more than one, one occasion. Uh, this season on the bench, of course, to start the season against Sheffield United. So, if he does come back into the side, um, you know, if Xiao doesn't play another game for Wolves, and of course he is going to, but if he doesn't, he's been the the, the best £5 million you're ever going to spend in your career. To see someone like that still knowing and still playing the game as well as he has done, it's been unbelievable and he's been so so influential in the success Wolves have had. But, you know, it it may be coming towards the end of his career. You mentioned Portugal as well, and the fact that you know that he kind of had 60 minutes in the first game, and then we didn't really see him. He came off the bench a couple of times. That maybe it's starting to wind down now. Maybe, hopefully not. Am I being too harsh? I'm being too harsh. Um, do you think? The, the the fact is, he hasn't had a great game for since post lockdown. Has he? That's the thing. He, he he's not influenced the game as much as we know he he can do since then. And it, it's it's been a good few months now, and. We just we we keep saying we want to see. It. Hopefully, we will see. It. I, I don't think he's um, you know gone, um, but equally at the same time, I think Dendonker and Nevers are the two. Uh, Den, yeah, Dendonker and Nevers are the two that really should be starting against Newcastle. I, I think I, I think Martini has got a point to prove, and hopefully, hopefully he does because when he's at his best, he's he's magnificent to watch. Um, I don't know if he's a he's a player that. 
I mean, I know they all feed off fans, but I think, you know, waving to the fans when, when whenever he, he takes a corner and there's that real kind of connection between Matinho and the fans. So I think that does play a part. I think the fact that they're in empty grounds and he hasn't quite got that, you know, people who are, you know, wowed by almost every touch that he does because when he when he's when he's on song, everything is just kind of so silky smooth. So he's just got to find a way through it, I think, and um, hopefully that's sooner rather than later. Yeah, the third one is actually a person who missed out on the game. Um, came on as well as a substitute, and that was Marcel. Who now whether whether he's not 100 percent fit or not, Saiz was preferred to him at left wing back, which shocked many. Um, and uh, looked a little bit a bit worried early on in that first half as well because of plenty of attacks uh, coming down that well Wolves is left and um, and Leeds United's right inside with with Helder Costa thought he had a, a great half an hour and that was kind of anonymous after that really uh, for Leeds but um, whether he's a fit or not do you think that maybe he's he's lost the trust of Nuno or do you think that uh, a fully fit Marcel would probably have started in that game I don't think he's lost the trust of him I think it's an element of Sace doing a job wherever he's put and you know you, I guess you don't want to change a winning team too much and you know it, as, as crazy as it is especially on, on the back of Kilman's performances over the last uh, couple of games I think we could even see Sace again at left wing back uh, against Newcastle you know he, I know they've got they've got eight Nuri now of course I mean he didn't make the squad at, against Leeds and of, of course Marcel back fit but I do think there is a chance that Sace retains that spot and Kilman retains his. Um, they, they, they've won the last two games, they've kept two clean sheets in the process. Um, so it's, a, it's an interesting... He's not a natural left wing-back though, is he? I mean, he's not... Oh, no, not at all. I'm not saying but it, he is, but... is. Is it just because Wolves are, you know, in danger if you said, well, we've won, we've won a couple of games, you know, I mean, on another... Yes, they've won, they've won two games, but they've been poor, really, I think in large parts of Fulham and, and Leeds United. If you just say, well, we've won the game, so so fair enough, let's keep the same side, I think then you're asking for trouble, really. Don't you need to, to keep on going and keep on changing, reacting to what you see on the pitch? In a sense, but I don't think there's been anything hugely wrong with Sace, um particularly. Okay. You know? I think it's an overall team thing. I, I mean, Sace scored, what well, had Pedence been... Timed his run off half, half, half a second earlier. Mm-hmm. What would have been a brilliant goal at, yeah. at, at Leeds, you know? And he was getting forward towards the end once he kind of found his feet a little bit more and grown a bit in confidence. He was actually making himself seen and heard in the final third, really. So, I, I, I mean, you know, you've got left wing backs, and it would be nice to see Nuri or, or Marcel play. But equally, I don't think Say's it's 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 not his position, of course. I don't think he's done anything hugely wrong in the last two games. It's it's not the answer long term, but while you're still kind of finding your feet, and while you know the you, you know Marcel is still adapting, really. You know, let, let let's not forget he's only played one and a bit games. Um, I don't think it's the worst option. Uh, I tell you what, uh, I tell you, I forgot to put one of my one of my people who was up as well. So I go four and three. Uh, Cody Kilman Bolly and the Calvin Phillips top knot. The Calvin Phillips top knot. The, the, the Cal- Calvin Phillips top knot that literally deflected in to the other end and, and let Raúl score. Fantastic! So thank you very much. Appreciate that. I had a top knot. Um, oh what! Send me those pictures now. Immediately get them on Twitter. Deleted. All wow! Of them. 
So did you delete them at the same time as, as Joe Edwards' joke of the week or whatever you used to present? On Instagram. Yeah. On Instagram, joke, joke of the week. Joke of the day. Joke of the day. You were on daily, were you? Goodness da- me. It was daily, yeah. yeah Loose yeah. woman. <laughs> that yeah. and the top. So you did the joke of the day with the top knot on? No, I don't, th- I don't think that they were concurrent now. How many things have you deleted from social media, Joe, just before you got this job? Just to, I just want to know, kind of ballpark. Mm. What other stuff have you deleted? Have you got a murky past? I mean, we we'll talk about we'll talk about our murky past. Maybe you, maybe yours is you know you, you're a bit Whoa. white than white, clean cut. Maybe maybe you've got a little bit of dirt. I can I can try and find a, a criminal record. No, well, have no, you? No, no, I haven't. No. That's crazy. <laughs> Look at you, detective. Oh mate, love it, love it, detective Pikachu, mate. No, I, no, I'm, oh, oh god. What? No, I, I'm 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 fine, mate. I wouldn't say boo to a goose. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll let you off. Let you off the chair, mate. Um, right, okay. Here we go. Um, right, is sixth. The sixth, Joe. Yeah. The sixth of the table. They haven't had a great start to the season yet. They are sixth, which I think is good. And we've talked about this, and I've talked about it for a while. That I'm thinking that this season may be a transitional season. Um, in 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 a way to integrate these new players and maybe go again next year with with the full amount of of you know the the new players have, have kind of like had a season uh, to kind of get their feet under the table uh, and they're playing with confidence and I think that's when we see the best of Wolves. But in the meantime, if they can put a run together and they've still got plenty of players, if they can be in and around that European spot, so even eighth, ninth, tenth, come the last six or seven games, then they can really push. And it's it's almost like that's happening already. You know, they're not playing great, but they're in and around from nowhere. You wouldn't expect them to be. With the, with the displays that we've seen. But the sixth, the level with Arsenal, the level with Leicester, you know, the three points away from second, they're ahead of, you know, Chelsea, Man City, Man United, which is bizarre when they haven't they haven't really put it together um, for, for a long period of time. Not, 45 minutes is probably the best we've seen them from, but not definitely not a game. So the fact that they are in there kind of just shows that, that you know, this team with the quality that they've got, that if they do kind of start start playing really well and get that consistency back, that you could have a chance come the end of the season. You know, whether that was in the plan or not would have been a bonus. But goodness me, you know, sixth of a sixth place after the first five games is a lovely position to be in. Yeah, and uh, there's something to be said about their game management. They talk about it a lot, about managing games, and we'd all love them to come flying out the blocks and s- scoring a lot of goals, but they are managing games better now than, than, than they used to. I mean, that, that Leeds game could have easily been a 1-2-0, 3-0 loss. Um, instead, they've, they've kind of, you know, rather their luck a bit, but got the goal and, you know, they very nearly had another. I mean, it could have ended 2-0. So, it's, um, I, I, you know, I think experience, the likes of Cody especially, he's a constant organisation. I think comes to the fore at times like these, you know, especially when you haven't got, um, you know, the, a midfield pair really pulling the strings at the moment. So, uh, when you, you're six after five games and you haven't played very well in, you know, for, for, for 90 minutes of any of them. You've had, Fits and starts against, you know, you had the ten minutes against Sheffield United, which got the job done. Um, you had the the one moment really against Fulham, the, the goal, the, the you know Neto's goal. I think the rest of it was pretty, you know, by the boy. And then you, you've had a second half against against Leeds, 
and that's got you three wins and it, it's just it kind of bodes well for for when they finally do click and this changing system finally gels. I mean, it's interesting this system that you know it's almost designed to have more of the ball and dictate play a bit more. Bit more. It, you know, they're still a counter-attacking team at the minute. It's it's not happened yet. You know, they're, they're having the ball and dominating play and creating chances. They're still a team on the counter. They sit back. They what? They pick their spots and they and they punish teams like they did against Leeds. So it's still taking a, a bit of time, but but they're winning games and that's the adage um, of, of a good team, isn't it? If you if, if you win games when you're not at your best, it it, it should bode well and. Um, Hopefully, we just see a bit more style and a bit more kind of you know pizzazz and uh, about about Wolves' performances that leads to wins in the coming weeks. Yeah, and look, it's great. It's great if if you look at the table now. But what they've got to do, Joe, because they can't keep on doing this. They've got to score no. more goals if they're going to yeah. win games. There's no way you can cruise through another five, six, seven games playing like this and not scoring. You look at the top of the table. I'll give you. I'll run you down one to nine in the in the in the table. These these are the goals for for the sides from one to nine. 14, 12, 13, 12, 10, 5, 15, 13, 11. And the 5 yeah. is, 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 of course, Wolves in 6. So, that, I mean, that's a massive difference. And, and, you know, they've got a goal difference of minus 2. No one cares. You know, if they're winning games, they're winning games. But at the same time, you can't average a goal a game and, and, and keep that spot going. Uh, I mean, they've scored as many goals as West Brom this season. And only Burnley, Sheffield United, Sheffield United and Fulham in the bottom three have scored fewer goals. So we've talked about this and we've talked about the way that, you know, you take goals out of the side and we take Jota out of the side and you take Doc out of the side as the two highest goal scorers behind Raul. And we talk about these players stepping up, the likes of Traore, who hasn't really had the chance yet because he's on the bench, and and and, and um, Neto and, and Pedence. You know, they've got to start scoring goals. And if they don't start scoring goals, then Wolves will be in a little bit of trouble. Well, yeah, because you've got three... Five goals and three of them have come from Raul and yeah. then uh, one from Sace and uh, one from Neto. Um, so you want to see, you know, I think Willie Willie Bolly, somebody who you should see a bit more from set pieces, perhaps. Um, I mean, but you know, you shouldn't. I mean, that, that's a bonus. Four or five goals seems from your centre back or Sace, but you know, if you're playing three up top or you know, or two up top with one in behind, depending which way you want to look at it. They've got to start scoring goals, mate. They've got to. St- th- those are oh, your, those yeah. are your three guys who have got to probably score you. Um, I would say thirty goals between them, at mm. least. Probably thirty goals. You've got to get between Raúl, Raúl Jota, well Raúl Jota, Pedence and Neto Jota. Sorry, Pedence, uh, Pedence Neto, uh, Traore and Raúl. You've got to score thirty goals between you. Yeah. And and you know that you know that Raul is going to score you probably close to twenty. So you you want the likes of Traore, Neto, and Pedence to be scoring really another fifteen between them, twenty between them, really. Yeah, yeah. I think Neto will get towards double figures, and Raul will get close to twenty, or probably more than twenty. So that takes you to thirty, or the better part of it. Um, but Pedence and Traore are the two because uh, you know, as good as they have been for Wolves they haven't got fantastic scoring records over the course of their career so there's got to be a kind of a bit of a, a bit of a change in their games to, to, to get the goals that, that are needed really and required I mean Jota was a he wasn't the most um, 
prolific in front of goal. I mean, he did miss a lot of chances as well, you know, it must be said. Um, but once he had that knack and once he was in that kind of vein of form, everything he hit would hit the back of the net. You've um, got to be scoring one in three, I think, if you're one of them, one of those three apart from Raul. You've got to be scoring one in three, I think, for me. Yeah, and I think they're probably average. I think Pedence in his career has probably averaged about one in five, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the same for Traore. So they've got to improve in that regard. I think they've got to get into... More so goal-scoring positions. What I will say with Pedence, he had a couple of decent shots yeah, saved. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, so, that, so at least he's getting into the areas and creating chances. And Traore, yeah, we haven't quite seen it yet because he's, he's been on the bench a lot. Um, but I think the, the, the bigger concern would be if they weren't having any shots at all. At least Pedence... Tested the keeper a couple of times the other night and uh, hopefully in time, you, you know, a few of those hit the back of the net. Should we take some questions from the beautiful people? Yes, yes we should. Okay, here we go. Let's go straight in with it. Let's go straight in with Steve Wolf in Bristol says, oh, he's, he's a little bit uh, a little bit down on Kilman. He says, can we stop the hype over Kilman, please? Look, the lad's done great so far, but let's ease off a bit. One minute we'll be singing he's, he's one of our own, the next we'll be slagging him off like Morgan Gibbs-White. Let's just calm down and let Max Kilman get on with the great development without added pressure. No, I do, I do get what he's on about. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe not quite as um, <laughs> as quite as as bold as that, but I, I mentioned it on Twitter the other day. He's he's still only fourteen games in into his senior career, so we've got to be a bit careful not to not to expect too much or or praise him too much. He's on the right path. That that's 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 the biggest thing you can say. Nuno's always been a a big admirer of him, and even more so now that he's come into the team and really sees the opportunity. Um, but you know, we we saw what happened with Morgan when he got praise from Match of the Day, was it, and saying he was England's missing missing mm-hmm. piece of the jigsaw and whatever it was. I think it was Danny Murphy that said that, and you know, stuff like that is just going to have a detrimental effect. It just sets an unrealistic precedent and an un, unrealistic kind of bar to adhere to. So I, I think it was a steady performance from Kilman. He, he did it. It didn't. Hugely pull up trees, I don't think, but he, everything he had to do, he did it well, and hopefully he just stays on that front. Um, he, he's a centre half, really, and he, as long as he defends and defends well, does the basics well, we'll t- we'll take that all day long. Mentioning Morgan was white, I assume he'll be back at Compton doing some rehab work, mate. Yeah, so he's out for three months, isn't he? Um, it's, it's it's a blow for him because he's he's, fract- he's fractured his foot and he was playing really well at Swansea. Uh, goal, assist, a, a man of the ma- match award as well. And finally getting that consistent run of football that he's craved for, for so long. So he'll be out until the new year. Um, uh, you know, we're looking at January maybe towards the end of January um, in, in terms of when he'll get back involved. So it's, it's a blow and it's, it's disappointing, um, of course, for him. But um, hopefully he can bounce back because, you know, despite being sent out on loan, which in the past has been a bit of a death sentence, really, for players under Nuno, this is a bit different. Um, they've sent him out on loan with the aim of getting him back in and, and integrating with more confidence and... You know, a few goals under his belt, a proper season under his belt. So hopefully he can get back to that. Yeah, and mentioning people uh, coming back from injury or rehabbing, Johnny put out a, a nice video. I think Wolves put out a nice video of him a couple of days ago now, and uh, you can see how much he's been missed. I think since uh, since he he hobbled off against Olympiacos, and 
for me, for me, walks straight back into this team as and when he's he's available. But it's you've got to curb the the want. Johnny's training like mad to get back in. He is absolutely like a beast. Um, but you know, people saying, "Oh, we could see him at Christmas or before Christmas." He's done an ACL. You know, yeah. you've got to be very careful. And Johnny will want to come back, and I'm sure he'll want to come back a lot sooner than what probably the medics think. Um, you just got to be careful. You've got to give him time because the last thing you want, the ACL is a horrible injury and it's a difficult injury to come back from because there's a weakness there and you've got to make sure, and the med- medical department, one of the best that have got the, you know, in the country, they'll know, they'll know, you know, what a plan for him is. You're not going to see him this year. You'll be seeing him next year. But even then, you've got to get him from outside the gym. You've got to get him then running. You've got to get him turning, strengthening work. Then you've got to get him with ball work. Then you've got to get him you know, back into training and then full training. And then with the 23s, then build up your match fitness with them in a few games before you're even thinking about getting in with the first team. It's a long and frustrating process. But the good thing is he's got the mindset to really come back and come, come back stronger from it. you just got to wait and be patient, don't you? February would be a good time. Yeah, for, um, six to nine months is the. I mean, I know it's different for every every person, but that is the standard kind of time frame, six to nine months. So if he if he comes back in in early February, then he, he's done very well. Yeah. Um, he, he's doing well at the moment. He's he's, he's on he's on schedule at the minute. Um, as, as you saw in that video, doing a lot of gym work, resistance bands. Um, I've got some big thighs, by the way. Those oh, thighs, wow. Yeah, he's got he's got. Proper, proper big legs, hasn't he? Big, big, big legs, big calves. But um, yeah, he's he's doing the work in the gym, and but ball work is a is a while off yet. So uh, he's on the right track, and you know there's a bit more coming up on that in the paper now. You know, really kind of complimentary of how he's been doing. But uh, yeah, at the same time, let's not get ahead of ourselves because there is still a fair bit of time. You know, in in his recovery yet. Do you reckon we can do flash answers and just go through as many as possible really quickly? I, I can try. Should we try? I, I can try. I can try. Okay, let's try. Okay. I'll try. Um, Dan Barnett, very hard to assess how good this team will actually be this year, given the limited preseason and plus new signings bedding in and the very mixed performances. So, do you think the success? What do you think success looks like? My only expectation now is uh, top ten and that it's more of a transitional season. To be that mix, you know, we've. In the final running, in the middle of March, if you really have a chance of of European football, um, I think that's I think that's fair enough. The, the, you know, just to say, just to be in that mix, in that pack, you know, yeah, for the wolf pack, pack to be pack. in the pack. Uh, you didn't need to add that onto it, but we all, we all knew what you meant. That's fine. And um, Freddie Evans, <laughs> who will achieve greater things? Neto or Kilman, with everyone fitting the whole squad, who was the starting eleven? Two different players, isn't it? But. Um, I think Neto has got the higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 the both could obviously they're both staple staples of this Wolves team for years to come. But the one who excites me more, and I think it's probably because he's an attack-minded player who scores goals and creates. You know, I, I'm a, I'm more so one for attacking players. I think the one who excites me more is uh, is Neto. Ted P, thank you, uh, Baron Nathan. It's a Baron Nathan. Uh, but please, will you discuss uh, how potent our attack is will be with our current players versus if we still had Diogo? It seems we are going to really struggle to score goals this season. We kind of, kind of, kind of mentioned that. Yeah. But um, you know, Jota, would he be starting? Would he? Do you think if he was still still available? Do you think he would be next in line? Well, he started off bloody well at Liverpool, hasn't mm-hmm. 
Uh, it looks like Diao going back to his best, confident, just kind of doing things in- instinctively. It's almost like he was trying too hard, wasn't it, towards the end at Wolves and now they're thinking things. But yeah. um, he's doing things like it, how he did it at his pomp. And um, he has strengthened Liverpool. That's the biggest thing you can say. And I think it, it, maybe before long he could even force his way into the starting eleven. Yeah, and, they're talking um, about Firmino taking a, taking a seat. Well, yeah, because he, well, he, he, he can't carry on not scoring goals for as mm-hmm. long as he has. So uh, I think they could have a fluid front three of Jota, Salah and Mane. And, you know, that could well be one of the best front threes around. So uh, if, if he was still at Wolves, at least for me, he'd be starting because, as we spoke about many times, he's a mm-hmm. brilliant player. Ronan Gibbons, uh, best episode of Only Fools and Horses? Um, that one where they go to... I mean, I don't know it hugely, but... The good to France for the duty free, is it? Oh right, okay, yeah, not bad, not bad for me, mate. I like that. Got to be, uh, got to be, got to be um, with trigger at the bar. Play it cool, play it cool, trick, play it cool, and then the bar opens and he falls over. That's great. Or 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 um or uh, the uh, the chandelier as well. Just brilliant. They don't make it like that anymore. All the all the rot that's on TV these days. Yeah. The the uh, same for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> George Brown would you keep the same team going in for, for the next game what are your thoughts on how many points we'll get over the next five matches and how we started the season so we'll talk we won't talk about the team because we're going to discuss that later on so uh, next five matches give me the results Joe please I'm just going to get it up now for you uh, so we've got uh, Palace uh, sorry Newcastle win Palace uh, draw Leicester away Loss. Uh, Southampton at home. Win. Arsenal away. Mm, draw. Eight. Eight points from the next five games and you've got... I'm going to go win, win, draw, draw, draw. So now losses. No losses, baby. No losses. Hmm. Maybe a bit <laughs> optimistic. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, can you explain the difference between football and futsal in one minute? And can you think of any players who managed to cross over from the futsal world and become Wolves Premier League star? Anyone come to mind? I think he's been a bit, a little bit funny. I think he's been a little bit sarcastic. But what is it, what is futsal in ten seconds, Joe? Small-sided football, indoor, on a kind of a blue pitch, then blue hard sports hall pitch. Shorter goals. That's great. I've heard, enough, I've heard enough about futsal for the episode. That's fine. Uh, Reggie, uh, who is Joe Edward Starr's uh, favourite go-to pub in Wolves? Uh, the pub can be uh, open now or have closed its doors. Mine was the Victorian Whitmore Reens. Uh, I don't know where Whitmore Reens is. Is that a place? Yeah, yeah. Uh. But like the back of Molyneux. Uh, like, right, okay. not, it's, it's a... I don't not know what? if it's a place that you'd frequent, to be honest. Spears always said that I should go to Whitmore Reens. Was he taking the piss? Yes. Oh, was he? Okay. Yes. Um, oh. I'd say... Oh, down on the moon underwater, the, the Weatherspoons. Underwater bar? Yeah, mo- yeah. I'll, I'll go there, mate. I'll, I'll, Is I'll there a bit of tropical that. fish in the tank, yeah, mate? A bit yeah, like Dubai, yeah. when you're having your meal and you're in, you're in the, uh, your old aquarium. Is that what it's like? It's a proper sight to be old, mate. Oh, mate, that? I mean, get me in. Get me booked in, mate. Get me on that register. 100%. Um, Mike Osborne given the improvement in the squad which current squad player is most likely to break into the first team oh well of the academy lads the under 23 lads yeah let's take it like that Uh, Shabani maybe 
he's been he's the, about the the last one who was on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Otisewi was actually, wasn't he? Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Leeds. yeah. Um, there you go. There's your man. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know if the quite now what he is yet, and I don't know if he quite knows what he is, whether he's a defender or a midfielder. He's played a mixture of the two for the twenty threes, but he's a big lad. Um, and he's he's good on the ball as well. He's got the right traits. It's just figuring out where his future lies. I think whether it's in defence or in midfield. Uh, Trevor Hickman, uh, who is Wolves' representative in the esports? Now Jutt has joined up with uh, Trent, and Morgan Gibbs White is on loan. Who could it be? Who could it be? I mean, I remember going to China, or um, Shanghai, sorry, um, and uh, and Kilman was uh, was was in that FIFA. There was uh, there was Kilman there. Oh, I'll tell you who's going to be. So Kim played a bit of street football. Willie Bolly. Willie Bolly's the guy who's going to play because he's got a little bit, to be fair to him. I'm going to say it's going to be Willie Bolly. The, the thing is, though... He's a bit shy, though, isn't he? So he likes to go yeah, on camera. Do you think that's... got to kind of get him in front of camera and, mm. and Jota loved that aspect. And I think it'd be the same with Kilman. I don't know. Maybe one of the... Um, maybe Fabio Silva's got a bit in his locker or someone oh, like that. Oh, OK, OK. A bit of a, new, right. bit of a newcomer, yeah. Oh, uh, just yeah. on the FIFA front, there was a yes. question last, last week about why Nuno's not in the game. Okay. Um, well, he's at least his proper likeness, his proper scan, if you like. Um, it's so, all so beyond they, me, but carry on. So, so the EA Sports who make FIFA go to, go to all the Premier League clubs um, every, every Sports, year. is that what they do? Is that still say that? Yeah. And oh, they, they kind of get all the players in a room and they've got all these cameras that go all the way around and scan them to then go into the video game and... and what have you? They, yeah. I think they asked Nuno. Nuno politely declined, and so he's not in the game. Um, well, at least properly. All the players are, but I don't think that's really Nuno. It's ballpark. He weren't really bothered. So um, yeah, I think that's the answer to last week's question. We weren't sure we asked it, but hopefully you're listening. There you go. Well, have you? Can you put yourself down, mate? Get a little bit of a, a caricature for you. A well, bit of a... you can create yourself, can't can you? Can you? Yeah, I've done that a few times. Oh, yeah. do you look good? Uh, just standard quiff and beard, isn't it? Is that, could, no, because you can't. If you spend too much time doing the facial features like the nose or the brow complexion and all that kind of stuff, you just spend hours creating your own person. Right. You, what you just want to do, you just want to stick an hairstyle, stick a beard on it. Do you pass then, yourself a lot though? You're very greedy when you play as yourself. I just shoot from anywhere. Oh, it's terrible. Which terrible. is pretty much what I do anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Matt Lake, uh, how important has Dendonka been in these last few games, and is he undroppable at the moment? Um, there, there was there was a, there was a stat, weren't there, about how, he, how, how well he did the other night? All the all the stats. Uh, I, I thought he was okay on Leeds. I, I might not have noticed at the time. I'm, you know, it, it's just funny when you when you're there sometimes, and you know, writing a match report and stuff as well, and tweeting every minute. I I didn't really think he did a great deal I thought he was fine you know um, I didn't think he necessarily stood out but he's he's, he's honest his knees an honest hard working player who has got ability as well and I think it's either it's him or one of uh, Nevers and Bettino at the moment and I, I, I think for me uh, it's him and Nevers um, Richard says alternative reality Wolves are so close to Champions League last season let's pretend they had made the Champions League who would have signed and who would they have left in the summer transfer window? Maybe they would have kept Jota and Doc. Okay. It's, 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 it, maybe that's a bit too simplistic to say, though, because there was always going to be a point 
where they sold somebody and and made money on someone. Um, I don't I don't, I don't know yet. One second, man. The dog's trying to get in. Try, dog's trying to get in the air. The old room. Give me a second. He's just come back from his dog walking. Oh, Nathan's dog. More cats going a game. It's the things we do for pets. Um, that, what, what, is, it, is, it, is he going to tell anybody? Hello, little baby boy and baby girl. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Hello. 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 Did you have a nice walk? You're listening to the ENS Walls podcast. <laughs> um, what 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 did you ask me about the about the window? I don't know how hugely different it would look because no, um, I mean they might they might have got someone um, maybe a more rounded striker who's good to go rather than a project or maybe an additional striker. Maybe, but and maybe they might have got they might have got someone like a Tellers. Maybe I know Man United got him in the end, but it was last minute. He might have maybe. stumped up the cash, but but the, I don't think the approach would have changed too much. Wolves have a market of player that they they signed, didn't they? And I think it would have been the same regardless. Um, I w- they would have still looked for players in that 20 to 25 bracket mainly um, maybe a slightly different but I don't think it would have been exactly night and day in terms, mm. of, the, in, in terms of whether they got in or not Spook Pumpkinson asks a question about Jean Moutinho great great name but uh, we've kind of discussed Jao so we've kind of answered your question there uh, Chris uh, says what are your opinions on the European League talks uh, if the European League happens how do you think it will affect Wolves would it affect Foson's investment I don't like it. I don't like all this talk about restart and well, the you know the big picture and whatever it is, and you know it's just big clubs. You know they they don't want anybody upsetting the status quo, do they? That's that that that's that's the that's the big takeaway f- for me. You know, Wolves have finished seventh on back to back seasons, and you've got. A team like if you know, even though we might not want to admit it, you've got you've got Villa who've made a bit of a more of a play this season. Everton have started spending money again and getting players in of proper quality, a, a proper manager. Yeah, it, it's good to see. You know, Leicester won the league a, a few years ago. It's good to see teams upset the apple cart and get that Champions League qualification as a result and as that as that tangible thing to show for. Ah, oh, we've we've. You know, we've we've upset them this season. We weren't really supposed to do this, but we've done it. And um, I think these plans for European Super League or a big big picture restart or whatever are just completely nullify that. And that's, yeah. that, that, that's not what the game's about. It's it's, it's people trying to protect, protect themselves. I mean, you've got clubs like you know that have dropped out the the, the Premier League. You know, look how far away Leeds were for a while, and now they've got back in. And, and but then you're trying to you know, kind of cut them off at the legs and say, "Well, now you're level, now you're old." No, that's that's not that's not what it's about. Football is, you know, even though it's a game for the big six, you know, they've got the money, they've got the power, if you like. It's it's just as much anybody's right to win the Premier League as it is Liverpool's or yeah. is it Man City's. Yeah, you know, it, it, that that's what the game is built built on. It's a working class sport, and I, I, these European Super League just does absolutely nothing for me. I think Champions League does need some sort of revision, especially being on telly. I mean, you pay 25 quid a month to watch it on BT. That is just absolutely ludicrous. Crazy, you, crazy. They need, they need to get it back on terrestrial TV, but Champions anyone, League uh, for me. By the way, anyone anyone who's paying a separate BT package, sort of cancel your BT and then go to Sky, because Sky have got BT now in their package, so don't pay twice. Just letting you know, in case someone's out there who are paying separately for BT. Don't, don't. Yes. Um... Right, uh, 
Okay, last three or four. Um, Daniel, what is the strangest place you've urinated? Uh, it's just some sort of alleyway or... Drunken alleyway for you. Yeah, alleyway job. Or... Man would be Man City Car Park, but many people know about that due to an infamous episode, podcast episode, uh, a while ago now. But uh, <laughs> yeah. if you don't know about it, then uh, then search it. I'm sure people will tell you where to go. Paul Mansell, yeah. off the field, Wolves get so much right. However, what are your thoughts behind the rationale to charging £48 for the new training top in addition to the release of three new kits? Is that how much it is? Mm, apparently so. Forty-eight quid. Well, I, I wouldn't pay. No, but, but that, but some some people will. Um, ah, man, man, I have freebies, mate. I, I don't pay for them. You're joking, <laughs> are you? <laughs> I don't get them. But I wear it with pride, mate. I wear the crest with pride. Catalog no, model, no, no. Nathan yeah, Judah. Absolutely. There you go, mate. Absolutely. Um, no, I, yeah, I, I do think kits and training gear is a bit extortionate, but the, it, that is across the board again, isn't it? These days, it's just it's it's inflation everywhere. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't pay it personally, but there you go. Says uh, says George was wearing the new fleece. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers fleece. No, I, I haven't had anything for for donkey's years really. The last one I had was the white one. But then we lost um, the semi-final to Watford in that top. And, uh, uh, so yeah, so yeah. it's all my fault. And you had the mask as well, didn't you, as well? All that kind of shebang. Um, the mask? Yeah, the, the mask. What mask? Mexican mask to go with it. Rolls oh, mask. I didn't. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Andy did. Smith, uh, Cody, future manager or future pundit? Oh, Good question. Th- One of my favourites of this week. Maybe pundit. I can see him in both. I think he'd do great in both. Both. Um, yeah. I think he's definitely got a... I think he's definitely a shoo-in if he wants it at Sky. That, oh, the, the, 100%. If he wants it, he's got it, which is great. And yeah. obviously, it's the less pressurised uh, job to be in for certain. And he'll, I mean, he'll probably have more time... He's been on United Football a couple of times anyway, hasn't he? So? Yeah, he has, yeah. And you've got a little bit more flexibility in you know, family, etc. So, from that point of view, then great. Saying that, you could also see him... Being part of the part part of the um, part of the furniture at Wolves and Wolves offering him, you know, some kind of coaching role at the club and, and kind of grooming him into a future manager because I think he'd be absolutely fabulous, really. And he's so I think the world he's got the world at his feet. And at this moment in time, it's not worth discussing because he's doing a fantastic job playing. But I think he's so talented that he could do anything. Yeah, whatever he wants to do, he, whatever he wants yeah, to do, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, last two. Uh, following Ryan Bennett's departure, who is Wolves' best free transfer the last 20 years? Bennett, Ruddy, Ricketts, McNamara, Irwin, Ince. Anyone he's forgotten? Ooh. I think Bennett's up there. It's got to be up there. Yeah. did a great job. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And, you know, for Bennett, it weren't just... You know, for Ruddy, he's obviously been a bit more bit part since. So, obviously, fantastic in the promotion season. But Bennett was both fantastic in the promotion season and that first season back in the Premier League. Um, so, I, I'd, probably, I'd probably say Bennett. Obviously, Den, uh, Dennis Irwin and, and Paul Ince were, were fantastic as well in, in getting Wolves to the Premier League. But um, I'd say I'd probably say Bennett, yeah. Just yeah. because of getting a team into, helping to get a team into a Premier League and helping them not only just to stay there but to finish seventh and get into the Europa League as well and, and play a, a little bit of a part in that as well. So yeah, I'll probably say Benny. Finish off with this one. It's not a question, but uh, um, it is a request that is a, is a great request as well. This is from uh, Kim Smith, who is 
putting together just giving page to donate to boycott pay-per-view and support Wolverhampton Food Bank. So absolutely could not agree more. Um, perfect way to spend 15 quid, 5 quid, 10 quid, whatever you've got uh, to donate for this fantastic charity. Um, hashtag is charity, not PPV. Uh, all you need to go to is uh, justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash boycott PPV. Uh, they've already raised 1,000, nearly £1,800 um, from a £1,000 target. So fantastic. But keep on going. And I, I could not uh, support a better course. So great stuff on that. Well done Kim okay um, it's Wolves against Newcastle on Sunday it's 4.30 kickoff Joe uh, we shall both be there at Molyneux looking forward to the game uh, let's talk about Wolves um, team wise I guess the main talking points of what, what they can and can't change would be a few people would say Marcel would, would maybe come into to left wing back or, or Saiz you've kind of thought that maybe Saiz might keep his place um, if he doesn't keep his place, then then Nuno's got another dilemma of whether whether Sice moves into the back three, or do, does Max Kilman keep his place? You've got Jean Martinio, who maybe could get re- replaced by by Neves. You think maybe Dendonka might might start, and up top you've got the the weekly discussion of whether of two of the three of of Pedence, Neto and Adama Traore. The floor is yours, my friend. Um, Neves in for Martinio, I'd say. I, love, I think Sace, strangely, well, a few might see strangely, a few may see it fair enough. I think he'll um, probably keep his place. Um, I think Adama's got to start a game um, pretty soon. I mean, if, yeah. you, if it's not this one, then the one after that. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, a player that's on the cusp of a new contract as my cat screams in the background. Mate, you and, you and animals, mate, interrupting this yeah. podcast is a disgrace. Just get your, get your professional hat back um, on. What are you doing? Um, but I think Traore is, is yeah, has got to be starting a game fairly soon. You'd think on the cusp of a new contract and things like that. Um, Want to see him get off the mark really this season and really start to show what he's about again. So um, I think I'd say Traore and maybe Neto to drop out this one. Oh, interesting. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, again, it's it, it's so hard to pick the team these days. And yeah. it's, it's, you know, who, who would have saw uh, say staying in at left wing back for Leeds? You mm-hmm. know, it pretty much caught everyone by surprise. And mm-hmm. you know, I love springing a surprise, but um, yeah, I'm just going to say Neves for Martinho and Traore for Neto. Yeah, that's the two. Okay, um, and uh, Newcastle. Like you say, you, you've discussed the one main threat. Just they, they kept up with Man United, I think, right until the very end, until Man United scored three in the last five minutes in that game, and a crazy finish to the game. Uh, look, they're, they're beatable, aren't they? But at the same time, they've got a couple of really strong players who you've got to be wary of. Yeah, and they've got a decent striker as well now, haven't they? And Callum Wilson, who's a bit renewed in terms of confidence and decent for a goal. Um, you know, the, I mean, they've been playing Joe Linton on the right, and I think Bruce has been getting panned for doing that. I may well see Almiron uh, come back in against Wolves, perhaps. I mean, you know, they've got players who aren't the most decorated or the most celebrated, but they're but they're steady players, aren't they? You, you, you Haydens and Shelvies and uh, and Lascelles and people like that. Even Darlow, who's been playing in the stick squad, the, the Bravka's been injured, has done has done really well actually. Yeah, so yeah. Um, they're, they're they're a decent side, and they're not one to underestimate. They're not a side to necessarily fear, and I don't think Wolves fear anyone. 
but equally, you know, they're, they're a side that, you know, if you're not quite at it as as Wolves, you know, certainly weren't at it at West Ham, that you know have the have the potential like West Ham did to to knock a few goals past you. So Wolves have got to be on it, got to be on their metal, and if they are. Then they, then they should beat Newcastle. I would love to see a few goals, Joe. I'd love to see a few yeah. goals. I don't want to just a one nil or an, you know, one one. I'd like to see, I'd like to see, um, you know, a couple more people contribute, and I think Nuno would do as well. So it uh, leaves me to to finish off with a prediction. It is Wolverhampton Wanderers against Newcastle United. I'll go first, Joe. Um, I'm going to say it's Wolverhampton Wanderers two, Newcastle nil. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you for once. Um, yeah, two two nil, and I'll say Traore and Pedent. Ooh, Traore and Pedent, I like it. I like it. Uh, thank you very much, mate. I'll see you on Sunday. Uh, thank you for listening for everybody. Uh, a little bit earlier on Thursday today. Hope you, uh, hope you appreciated that. Um, from me, from Joe. Fingers crossed, three points on Sunday. We'll see you then. Take care. Bye bye.